What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen, Bodie Da Silva, Noah Laxina, who uh, we will get into this later today, but Noah's dad made the rounds on Instagram today, and we got to decide who looks better in football pads, Ooh. Noah or, or, or Coach Lax. Uh, Tommy Morris is also here. Welcome to the uh, another episode of San Diego Prep Insider here at the Blast Radius Coffee Studios. Guys, week two of football. Uh, Connor Morissette is also joining us from Scorebook Live slash the East Coast. Um, we like, Pre-show, we found out all sorts of... I mean, these guys are always bringing us football knowledge, but we found out that Connor and Bodie... Uh, share Massachusetts roots from Matt's Valley in Tinburg. Or what was the name of the place? <laughs> we'll go Pittsfield. Franklin, yeah, Pittsfield. Everything ends in Pittsfield, Matt. All right, so we're going to put it on the poll. Does Pittsfield, Massachusetts sound like a Revolutionary War battlefield? Um, and uh, we got, we got, look, we're going to start with some football. We're going to start with the non or the, the intersection games, if you will. This will be where uh, Connor Morissette brings in his knowledge of the Southern section. So, guys, our very first game last week was Mission Hills. So what do you say we give them the honor of going first again? And we will go Mission Hills at Westlake. Connor, you want to give us your input first on Westlake? Sure. So Westlake traditionally is really good. And this year, for their standards, they're a little down. But they still have a lot of talent. Their quarterback, Marco Siderman, we talked so much about Massachusetts to begin the show. He's actually committed to Holy Cross. <laughs> That's kind of a funny little connection there. Uh, but they also have a really great defensive lineman who's a national kid, and his, his name is Victory Vaca. So he's definitely someone to look out for. Uh, but Westlake, they lost to Sierra Canyon in their opener, and they beat Sierra Canyon last year. So that just kind of tells you uh, where they're at. They had a great tight end who's committed to Oregon. His name's Seth Figgins, but he transferred to a high school in Oregon for his senior year. So they lost him right before the year started. They're kind of in transition. There's still talent there, but uh, in one of the papers down here, they wrote a column. Uh, one, the guy, Aram Talegian, who I brought up last week, he wrote a column, and this week he said Westlake uh, has the most to lose if they start 0-2. It, it could be bad because their schedule is really tough. So I think the thing to know with them, they have a couple players, but in, in terms of a team, uh, they might not be the best team this year. And I don't know much about their opponent. So well, that's why we've know. got Bodie <laughs> here to uh, bring in the Mission Hills side of it. Bodie, yeah. what did you see last week from Mission Hills, and what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, so they were technically the first to start the year. They went up to Palos Verdes, a day game, 3 o'clock, uh, and lost 28-13. to 13. So I'm sure they were disappointed that way. Uh, they played Westlake last year at home and also lost 28-13. to 13. Uh, Mission Hills expected to be better this year, and it sounds like Westlake is a little worse than last year. So should be a good game overall. Obviously tough uh, making that trip. It's not a not a quick one at all, but um, should expect the Grizzlies to bounce back. They were preseason number four for me. Now our next game, we got Torrey Pines traveling to San Clemente. Guys, last year, uh, this was the Ted Merrifield moment, yeah. if we will. <laughs> uh, we all thought that Mac Bingham was the greatest in history from uh, Torrey Pines, but then we learned of, of Ted Merrifield being born clutch. Um, last week, Torrey Pines, an absolutely monst monstrous win. Um, I want to quote Coach Gladnick in a, uh, in, a, in a message that he sent kind of outlining the win, uh, and, and Bodie ha has more for this, um, but he uh, is quoted as saying... Uh, that he surgically dismantled Los Alamitos last week. Um, 
I don't think it gets much better than that. So, uh, <laughs> Connor, let's start on your end. Give us uh, the rundown. We saw San Clemente down here in the section last week. You can give kind of fans a refresher on it, and then, Bodie, give us uh, some Tory Pines. Sure. I, I remember from last week, you guys were pretty high on Oceanside. And San Clemente, they're a Division One Southern section team, so we talked about this last week, how, how those teams are just kind of at a different level. And so they were one of the few Southern section teams who were able to pull off a win against the San Diego team. They beat Oceanside 35-13. And uh, we talked about it last week. It's interesting how they start their first four games against San Diego opponents. But San Clemente, they, they're rich in history, and they're known for uh, putting out great quarterbacks. Their last quarterback went to Oklahoma State. Sam Darnold is from there. He's on the Jets now. And it uh, looked like they got pretty good quarterback play in that first game against Oceanside, winning 35-13. But I think Torrey Pines was – and like you guys mentioned, they had a great – first game and so i think this one will be a little bit of a tougher test for him yeah seeing tory pines in person last week uh they they definitely beat down uh los alamitos much more than anyone was really expecting uh, a lot of new kids only returning two on offense so uh some big kids stepping up there quarterback position three new linemen all the skill positions so uh they beat san clemente uh last second as we mentioned on the field goal last year uh but tory pines they they're in the top five again, so it's a team that you expect to be good, and uh, I know they'll welcome this challenge when they go up to take on another Southern section team. Just uh, for those of you that are following along, at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram, uh, we have a new poll question up. Do you need a glass of milk with a chocolate chip cookie? Uh, Noah Laxina, who is joining us in studio, uh, can testify to that. Noah, you're going no milk right now with a chocolate chip cookie. Um, you know... It seemed kind of hard to go get some other stuff, some drinks, so I'm just going to eat the cookie how it is. Every now and then I forget that Noah's, like, way younger than us, and then it's moments like that where there's a plate of cookies and he just couldn't <laughs> handle it. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't contain himself. That just reminds me. Well, no, last – no, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on just the, the convenience of working from the, the new studios that we have, having no – one else working in these studios so we get to just leave them you know in our own little environment want, um and last week if you noticed toward about the uh, uh toward about the 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 hour mark my audio goes real low for a while um and i'm, I'm talking still but i i had been eating a bag of doritos and i had forgotten because i was trying <laughs> to avoid the, ch the chomping noise i forgot to turn my mic back up um, my bad on that. Okay, uh, Connor. Wait, what flavor I, were you going with? I wasn't here. Uh, spicy, spicy. Ring, I, I don't know, man. They're just delicious bags of, of chips left yeah, everywhere. It was so much crunch that I turned it down. Wait, favorite, wait, favorite flavor, real quick. Oh, that's not even a debate. I'm not even going to go into that. What? That's a that's cool a, ranch. No, no, cool no, ranch. No, no, All no, the no. way. I'm, I second right, that. No, I second no, that. Okay. I'm let, glad let, Tommy's let, back. Let, I'm so glad Tommy's let, back. Let's let the adult in the room answer <laughs> this. Um, Connor, cool ranch or original Doritos? I'm a Cool Ranch man. Oh, yeah. No. Stay in Massachusetts, you Keith. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, Connor, uh, next game we want to talk about is Carlsbad at Milliken. Now, down here, Carlsbad put on a show last week, putting up 42 points against Hart. A lot of people are believing now a little bit more that they are a real threat this year. Give us a preview of Milliken. Sure. So, Milliken's good, but it looks like Carlsbad is probably better than they are just based off of uh, week one. Milliken played Carson in their first game, a respected L.A. City opponent, and won on a last-second touchdown. It was one of the most exciting games of the week. They were down by six points, I believe, and the clock was winding down, and they threw a touchdown with 29 seconds left, kicked the extra point, and went on to win 29-28. But I don't think Carson can really compare to Carlsbad, so 
just in terms of these three games, I think this one's pretty easy to pick, and I'll go with Carlsbad. I think the, the first game, I, I like Westlake, and then the, the tough one is Torrey Pines. Um, and then St. Clemente, that, that one I think is a toss-up. But uh, I like Carlsbad in this game based off of what they did in week one, the hype around them. And Milliken's a good team, don't get me wrong, but I think Carlsbad's on a different level. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. We bring in the Southern Section <laughs> analyst to side with our teams. That's a first. Thank you, Connor. Uh, Bodie, give us a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I know they're so highly ranked, so that's why. Bodie, give us a little bit of insight on what you saw last week out of Carlsbad. Yeah, so that was a really impressive effort. Uh, obviously, uh, Hart's quarterback headed to Cal, uh, and, and Carlsbad came out with a big statement. They returned a ton of starters this year. They did lose some key positions, uh, but all their receivers are back, brought in a new quarterback, and, and really moved the ball as they needed to, and uh, a, a four-touchdown win. Uh, Want to send the best out to Stephen Wynn on Carlsbad, who was injured in week one. Uh, I know that's been going around on social media, pictures of him and, and his teammates visiting him in the hospital. Connor, um, where can everybody find you and what uh, Scorebook Live is doing on, on social media? Sure. Uh, Scorebook Live, we're, we're Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're really trying to grow our Facebook, so if you're a Facebook person, uh, just search Scorebook Live and our California page is there. And then me, I'm uh, on Twitter, C underscore Morissette. And uh, double R, double S, double T, a lot of duplicates to my last name. It's very symmetrical. <laughs> you, you, ha you, have a, you have a wonderful last name that way. Connor, thank you very much. Uh, before we let you go, um, any other games, any other bold predictions, anything we need to know, or uh, have we gotten all that we need from you this week? Uh, I'm just interested in terms of San Diego. Cathedral Catholic has kind of been the team that you guys have sent to the state level in the past. It looks like it's a little bit more open this year, so – I'm excited to see if it's St. Augustine, if it's Torrey Pines, if Cathedral Catholic can stick around, is Carlsbad in that conversation. It seems like San Diego high school football, it's an exciting time where there's not really that one kind of dominating team where, where there, there has been in the past few years. So I'm excited to see how that unfolds. You missed the one actual dominant team. It's pronounced Helix. Helix? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the current running back, okay. L. Elion Noah, this Friday night, will become the most prolific running back in school history, eclipsing Reggie Bush's production. Yeah, the 5,000 um, mark. That's a big yes. deal. Um, and uh, he's doing it while receiving significantly less cars and <laughs> houses from USC. Um, so good okay. for him. Uh, but thank you, Connor. Uh, we will get back to you next week with uh, a little bit more insight on who I think we'll come up with a consensus team or two that we are, are elevating to the state level. But thank you very much, Connor. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Really like that guy. Nice guy. All right. So, you know what's uh, insane, speaking of Reggie Bush, maybe a little controversial. So, at SC, they have all the Heisman Trophy Be winners. careful. The more controversial you get, I start turning your volume <laughs> I know. Down. So, I, at USC, they, they just put out all the Heisman Trophy, you know, numbers because they do it every, you know, they put it in the Coliseum, and 32 is not there, but five, or is there, and five is not. That's insane to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is kind of nuts. That's I think crazy. It is too. That's like, come on. All right, so one more time, I'll go around the room. We got myself, Christian Pedersen. Noah Laxina. Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris. And we are coming at you from the Blast Radius Coffee Studios for a full hour to three hours to five hours. We've locked everybody in here until we get this done. <laughs> preview of San Diego County. Um, Connor was not able to preview all of the non-section games. Bodie, though, has everything else. Uh, so let's start just top down. Uh, these are all of the games that are cross-section. So a San Diego team playing somebody else. We're going to focus on the San Diego side of things. Guys, uh, first one, open question to everybody. Cathedral Catholic, 
versus Saguaro on Saturday at the Honor Bowl. What did we see out of uh, Cathedral on on week one? What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, Cathedral obviously made a big statement. They revenged their loss uh, against Lacoste Canyon ex- from last year in a big way, 42-9. to nine, uh, Had it going every way. Uh, three touchdowns for Xavier Watson. And they played at the Honor Bowl last year. They beat Helix. Uh, they've got arguably the most talented roster in the country. I mean, there's guys at every position, Washington commit, Oregon commit, uh, Arizona State commit. So uh, definitely be a big challenge for Cathedral, but you know they'll be up for the for the challenge. I mean, we, we're obviously all pro-Cathedral in this because we're pro-San Diego teams, but it, does anybody see Cathedral being challenged in this game even? I think it'll be a tough game. I think they'll finally have to throw. Didn't have to mm-hmm. do it last week. So it'll be interesting to see DJ Ralph actually throw the ball or at least have to have meaningful throws this week. So I think we'll get a better look at Cathedral all the way around as a team. Yeah, and as of right now, Cathedral is our they're, they're our team for San Diego, right? They won last year, and this year they're our number one as of right now. As of right now. So they're going to represent us well, and I have uh, nothing but confidence in them getting the job done. All right, our next game, Helix versus Harriman. Now, uh, I obviously big on Helix this year with El Elyon Noah. I like running the ball. I like defense. I like everything that they do. Uh, I mean, I like all these teams, but I, I'm, I'm big on the physical contact guys. Uh, Bodie, give us what you think uh, we can look forward to in this game, aside from the history that El Elyon is going to be creating. Yeah, uh, Helix looked good in, in week one, much like Cathedral. They revenged a loss last year from Cajon, uh, where they got beat really as, as big as any uh, Helix team we've seen in recent memory. So uh, they played Harriman, Utah in the opener two years ago. I was at that game at Helix. It was 35 nothing. Um, Harriman's not 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 great. Um, I think it should be something similar. I expect a several uh, touchdown win again for Helix, and and obviously we talked about Noah's record. Can you hit us with a, the disrespect? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game of disrespect, man. That's that's what it's about. At the end of the day, this football thing, you want to have manners and all that, but it's a game of disrespect. We're gonna put that on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Is football a game of disrespect? One of my favorite lines you've ever come <laughs> up with. Uh, we got Mar Vista at Santa Ana Valley. Bodie. Yeah, Mar Vista last week, uh, one point win over Classical Academy. And the big part for them, four interceptions, six and a half sacks. So uh, the defense has come ready to play, and, and you would think that the defense would travel even as they, they head north. Our next game we got is Montgomery. The Aztecs 1-0 and after a big win versus Hoover. They are traveling, or they are hosting the California Military Institute. Bodie. Yeah, Montgomery week one, they shut out Hoover. Um, I think it could be much of the same in week two. California Military Institute had a, had a big loss in week one. So I think Montgomery uh, should at least have a good start to the season and hopefully carry that on. Concise. I like it. Foothills Christian versus New Designs University Park. Foothills Christian, like we mentioned, the, the, the de facto team to beat, team to look for in their division. Bodie. Yeah, Foothills has been that power here for seems like several years at least. Uh, they opened with a 22-point win in week one. Uh, it's tough what exactly to expect for new designs. It'll be their season opener, um, so I'm sure that, that could create a couple problems for Foothills, but we know how good they are at that level and that enrollment level. Um, I expect Foothills to win easy. Next game we got is Escondido Charter hosting Temecula Prep. Bodie. Yeah, Escondido Charter, uh, they had the bu- the rare buy in week one, uh, much like Morse did. Uh, they went 1-10 last year. Uh, I know there were a couple transfers, maybe in and out, uh, but it's tough to expect what, what exactly you'll get in week one. I'm not sure if there was a coaching change, but uh, Temecula Prep, it's a similar enrollment 
so it should be a good game for them. All righty, continuing with the San Diego cross-section games, our last one that we have is Christian at De Anza. What do you see for the Patriots in store this week, Bodie? Yeah, Christian lost in week one. They brought in a new quarterback uh, who transferred in from St. Augustine. Uh, close loss in week one, and they'll be traveling out to De Anza, who won by 38 in week one. So uh, it's definitely, definitely been a, a tough game. Uh, you head east out to Palm Springs-ish area and, and hope they can come back with a win. All right, that is everything that is happening intersection-wise for San Diego teams. We're going to take a real quick break and be back in just a moment here in the Blast Radius Coffee Studios. You're listening to San Diego Prep Insider. We'll be back. Welcome back inside the Blast Radius Coffee Studios here. You're listening to SD Prep Insider, Christian Pedersen. Oh, whoa, no, wait, Christian Pedersen. Noah Laxina. Bodie De Silva. Tom Morris. All right, I'm getting better at who's there using what mic. Um, Bodie, we got to get to central playing host to Kofa, Kofa, whatever it is. <laughs> I feel like they're going to be dunzo at the end of this one. Central winning big week one. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, Central had a nice win in week one. Uh, quarterback De Niro, De Niro Osuna. Uh, who I've highlighted in the past. They beat Yuma 38 to nothing. Uh, easy night for him, three more touchdowns, and they take on a Kofa team who who got shut out big in week one. So I think it'll be a very similar result um, as they continue their early stretch of Arizona opponents. Okay, we bring in Noah Laxina now. Um, Noah, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Okay, so Noah, um, that photo of your father yeah. Got circulated by the Olympian yep. program. It's his birthday and today. Happy so birthday, Dad. Love you. Happy Thank birthday, you big man. Uh, go. Go uh, talk. Uh, Bodie, Tommy, have either of you I've seen it? No, okay, I'm wait, hold on. I, I will hold it up. I have yet to. Um, so we'll get real-time reaction just from no, uh, just from <laughs> Bodie right now of what, I'm assuming this is like his senior year of high school? Uh, freshman year of college. Freshman year of college. Wait. They used to be the Apaches. Yeah, Southwest. That's yeah, savage. Uh, I want to say he uh, had eight sacks this freshman right. year. It's pretty good. Just I, we're gonna. We're gonna, I know this is an entirely visual joke on an audio medium, what but based off word of, or just just off of your reaction, <laughs> sound. Oh, the neck roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. I already know that. <laughs> Hell yeah, love that. It just looks tough. Mustache yeah. as well. He always told me he's like, "Hey, you're a little bit more athletic, but I knock you out." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> could you rock the stash as well or no?" If I want to, but it just doesn't look good on me. It's just not my taste. He's got stronger facial than you. I feel like it's less. No, I mean, like it is like one day. But I look, one I, day. so I'm, I could grow it. I feel like it has more than anything to just do with context of, yeah. of your dad. I'm assuming was playing some sort of like tr in the trenches defensive position, like as what, a linebacker. Yeah, like in. yeah, like he's not trying to he's not trying to do post game press conferences. You were a running back, Noah. You were trying to <laughs> yeah. be the face of the franchise, so <laughs> you needed to have a little bit more presentable self. Definitely more uh, of a fly guy, but more he, of a fly he was guy. down and dirty. All right, so Noah Laxina knows a ton about high school football. Noah's got a, a, a block of games to talk about. Let's start San Marcos versus Mira Mesa, a pair of teams looking for a bounce back in week two. Noah, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, so San Marcos played a tough Otai team and uh, didn't get the job done. But Jalen Banner, in a losing effort, he uh, he did a lot. He played Wildcat quarterback. He ran for a touchdown, threw a big pass, and then he caught a jump ball in the end zone for another touchdown. So look for him, for his stats to go up this week. And um, I feel like he'll, uh, San Marcos is going to get the job against, done against Mira Mesa. Uh, Mira Mesa still trying to transition, losing a lot of guys from last year. 
And I feel like against San Marcos, that's not the week for them to step up. Our next game is Maranatha Christian versus Crawford. What did you see coming into week two for both of these squads, Noah? Yeah, so Maranatha had a tough loss to uh, Coronado last week. Uh, but Wyatt Gillespie still had a productive game. He uh, rushed for a touchdown and also caught a touchdown. So potentially this week he could build upon that. Crawford, they're also trying to bounce back from a loss from a, one of the better teams in the county, San Diego High School. But uh, a couple bright spots for them. Angel Lopez, he looked good. He's a safety. He made athletic plays against a good skill position team type team in San Diego High School. So look for him to be an impact player. And I think Crawford will win. They played a much tougher opponent last week. And I feel like their transition to playing Maranatha will be smooth. Our next game uh, to talk about is the Bishop School beating Poway in field hockey. Um, congratulations <laughs> like, to Coach Casey <laughs> Shout getting out Casey. her first career win. Uh, she also supplied us with burrito equipment tonight. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, Madison versus Steel Canyon. Last week, Steel Canyon's defense ends up only allowing six points for Eastlake. Madison's offense answers a lot of the question marks. So a pair of teams with a huge week one. What do you see in this matchup? Highlight some of them. Yeah, so Steel Canyon, I think, is going to be one of the better defenses in the county. I feel like the key for them this week is just to keep the game close and keep their defense involved. But I feel like Madison, Keontae Springs, he had a monster day a monster day in week one. Uh, he did he got 400 over 400 all-purpose yards, and he looked really smooth, really poised doing it. So I look for him to continue that. I feel like Madison's going to get up early. It's going to force Steel Canyon to make some offensive plays that I don't think they're going to make. And I think uh, Madison's going to come out on top in this one. Our next game that we have for you, El Cap versus Hilltop. Hilltop wins a high-powered shootout. Uh, John Maffey from the Union Tribune was there on our recap show. Uh, and I'm now realizing that I should have cut this sound up because I, I have the, <laughs> the board in front of me to do it. Um, but uh, John Maffey was quoted in our recap show saying that he was – impressed with Hilltop to the level that he has them on his top 10 radar mm. for the season. Wow. Like, that's, a, like, that's, that's a, that's a take right there. That's a hell of a take, uh, especially from someone I, and I trust his knowledge because his context of, of San Diego high school football is so deep. So Hilltop, very impressive. El Cap, little slow to get things started. We know they have a lot of offensive weapons. They fall short against uh modern day Catholic. Mm -hmm. What do you see in this one? So, like you said, Hilltop won a shootout last week. And against a, a team like El Cap, who struggled, they only put six points on the board. I think Hilltop's going to win this one. El Cap, I feel like they can get their offense going a little bit. Like you said, they have a lot of weapons. But I just feel like Hilltop's going to get ahead early and just keep it, keep, the, keep it going, keep it going the whole game. Our next game is Grossmont versus Modern Day. Modern Day, like we just mentioned, getting it. I, I should say Modern Day Catholic. I apologize, Coach Joyner. Uh, Modern Day Catholic getting it done big in the second half versus El Cap, putting up 30-plus. Grossmont going all sorts of nuts versus Mira Mesa, really showing out impressively with their offense. Um, so a very ravenous fan base in our DMs uh, requesting more highlights being shown of it. We appreciate it. Um, uh, although, uh, you know, Week one, is that everything? Is that nothing? Like, we don't know necessarily. So what do you see out of this matchup? Yeah, so Modern Day, they had a good win against El Cap last week, but at halftime, the score was 0-0. So it took them a while to, you know, get their team going, but hopefully they start uh, off a little bit better. It's going to be a little bit of a slower start again for Modern Day. I feel like Grossmont's going to jump out on top, and um, Grossmont's just going to go 
get the get the ball going, put up points early, and they're going to keep the uh, keep it going for modern day. Modern day is going to have to try to recover, but I feel like Grossmont's defense is good enough to hold the lead. East Lake Saints or St. Augustine, I should say. Um, this one's a marquee matchup, no matter what week it happens. What do you see here, Noah? Yeah, um, it's going to be tough for Eastlake. I mean, last week they played Steel Canyon, one of the top defenses in the county. They're going to play even better defense in uh, St. Augustine this week. So it's going to be really hard for that offense to build any confidence. Um, if Saints doesn't lay an egg this week, they should win. Um, they look sound in all phases, and I think this should continue. I feel like it... Um, it really speaks to their, their athletes, of course, but their coaching. I mean, I feel like they keep their athletes well-grounded. They make sure they know their alignment, their assignment, and their technique, and um, they just make sure that they all do their job. I got Saints in this one. La Jolla versus Mission Bay um, in week one. La Jolla gets to Tyler Buckner, provides a little bit of conflict. Uh, Max Smith with a couple interceptions, but they ultimately fall short there. And Mission Bay wins the battle of the Aguan family. Um, really curious what that conversation was like uh, at home with Coach Aguan uh, losing to his son Evan at Mission Bay. So, um, <laughs> what do you what do you see in this one? Um, La Jolla, they had a uh, even very careful with yeah, the rest no, of your answer. <laughs> I feel like La Jolla is going to uh, have a really strong week this week. Like you mentioned, Max Smith, he's a playmaker. Uh, Luke Burnett. For La Jolla, he also, he's a junior. He had six receptions uh, last week. I look for him to have an, another solid week. Mission Bay, you know, shout out to them. They had a really good win last week against San Isidro. Coming down to the end speaks to their um, ability to come, overcome adversity. But I just feel like they're going to have a bad time against La Jolla this Friday. You are allowed to continue speaking. Uh, yeah. Escondido versus Orange Glen, a North County rivalry. What do you see here, Noah? Okay, so Orange. When you think about Escondido Orange Glen, the first thing that the first person you got to talk about is Kill Patterson for Orange Glen. Uh, he had a hundred plus yards rushing last week. Escondido, we mentioned before, they lost the shutout. I mean, I lost a shootout. I'm sorry to Hilltop last week, but I feel like this week Escondido, if they continue their um, pace on offense, they're gonna get up early. They're gonna force Orange Glen to maybe throw the football a little bit, and I think Escondido is gonna come out on top on this one. All right, we just put it on the poll uh, in honor of your father. Uh, how do you want your running back looking? Clean shaven, mustache, full beard. <laughs> um, next game we got is Holtville versus Imperial. Noah, give, give us a little insight here. Yeah, so Holtville, they won a nail-biter versus a team from Mexicali last week, so shout-out to them. Uh, Imperial, uh, Ryan Bonillas for Imperial. He had 100-plus a, a receiving yards, and even though Imperial lost uh, this uh, last week, I feel like they're going to bounce back and get a W versus Holtville. Let's close this block of games out with Olympian versus Poway. Um, everything I said about be careful with La Jolla, run crazy with this one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because I know that that was a big win. And you were actually at that game I last was. week, Olympian versus Ramona. So what you saw there personally, and then how badly does Poway need a bounce back win? Yeah. Um, so first, um, touch on Olympian. Uh, Anthony Gilpin, he's the one that sticks out. He's going to end up being one of the top players in the county when this uh, when the season's over. He had a, a interception. He had another interception that got called back for a um, late hit, but that could have been two picks. And he had two touchdowns. One was a, with a one-hander. Um, another guy, Des, Desmond Ball, he's allowed to, a reliable target for Lucas Hamilton, who's our quarterback for Olympian this year. Uh, very poised, very electric, and um, look for him to continue to light up scoreboards. On the defensive side, Diego Sanchez, he had 13 tackles. Tyler Powers and Ofasa, the one they call O, 
the two outside backers for Olympian. They had a forced fumble, sack, whole bunch of tackles flying around. But it's going to be tough for them this week. Uh, they're going against a really good Poway team. Um, when you talk about Poway, you got to mention jo- Josh Butler. He's going to be their feature player. But last week, uh, Josh Butler... Um, Andrew Wisely and Jackson Huntley, they're three different people who scored a touchdown for Poway. Um, even though they lost against Granite Hills, Granite Hills is a really good team. So, I mean, this one's going to be a dogfight, man. I just think this this has a game of the week potential, Olympia versus Poway. Ooh, you heard it there. Noah's first legitimate hot take of the week. <laughs> Fiery. All right, um, guys, anything about that block of games or move on to the next one? All right, we'll be back with you in just a second. You're listening to San Diego Prep Insider Football Preview Show, week two. All right, welcome back to San Diego Prep Insider High School Sports Radio. Christian Pedersen broadcasting here from the Last Radius Coffee Studios. We got Noah Laxina. We got Bodie Da Silva, who's looking very perplexed at his computer screen. Bodie, what's got you so confused right now? Just checking out some stats. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, and then we got Tommy Morris, who... Let's let's all take a let's take a the pulse of the room. Are Tommy's arms late season tan despite it only being week two? Hey, they look good. Yeah, no, I, 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 they look good. But I'm saying that he looks committed it, to the sleeveless. Yeah, like it, he looks like he is eight weeks into the season. Yeah. I, I have a he perpetual is, fear of uh, farmer tan, so I can't. <laughs> I feel like he hasn't worn sleeves since springtime. Like he hasn't even wore a shirt with sleeves on since the springtime. Well, but you look good, though. Yeah, well, during the day. At night, got to okay. be a little bit fancier yeah. wear sleeves, yeah. you know. But during the day, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you're wrong, actually. Let's, no, go, think about let's it. go. All right, so we'll put uh, we'll put that on the poll uh, at SD Prep Insider if you want to follow along. Should more coaches commit to the sleeveless look all season You got to go either full sleeve or no sleeve. We got a block of games for you here. Uh, this is th- this is brutal. I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. I don't know how I pass high school classes uh, with this little ability to multitask. But uh, Tommy Morris is going to help us break down a couple of these matchups. Tommy El Camino playing host to Lincoln last week. We saw El Camino get what can only you can take that phone call if you want, Bodie. Um, uh, we we saw El Camino get a big win with like five eyes in the middle of big uh, versus Point Loma. And Lincoln lived up to all of the hype and expectations versus Monta Vista. So what do you see here, Tommy? Yeah, a couple new faces and new places. Joey Armentrout transferred into El Camino, a quarterback, through three touchdown passes in their win against Point Loma, like you mentioned. And Benjo O'Brien ends up being the leading receiver for Lincoln in their win over Monta Vista last week. I still think Lincoln's a favorite in this game, but it will be close. El Camino looked pretty sharp. Last week definitely surprised me and probably a lot of other people around the county. Next up, we got Del Norte versus Scripps Ranch. Jake Hedzicki goes nuts for Del Norte as they win big against Fallbrook. Scripps Ranch also goes nuts in shutting down Timmy Zabrowski and Sarah. So a pair of teams that have not allowed a point yet this season on defense. Who do you got here? Someone's O has to go. Del Norte, as you mentioned, a big 44-point win last week. Scripps Ranch with that 18-0 win over Sarah. Sarah's actually a good team this year, so don't don't poo-poo that 18-0 win. That is a good win. Luke Durkin with a pair of touchdown passes for them, and they unleashed, Christian, the six foot eight basketball star, Grant Norberg, the great catch. At some point in the game, Rashad Griffin Jr. had a big game as well for Scripps. Scripps looking very strong this year. I expect them to win this game on the road. 
Patrick Henry versus Morris Morse with Bo- as Bodie put it, the rare week one by uh, <laughs> Patrick Henry gets a, a week one win. What do you see here, Tommy? Yeah, first game for Morris. Not much to tell you about them. Tiger is going to be good. They're good every single year. Matthew Castillo for Patrick Henry, 361 passing yards in four touchdowns in their win over Mount Miguel. However, he did throw three interceptions, so hopefully they can tighten that up. If they can't tighten up the interceptions, I don't think they're going to win this game. I still like Morris here, but it'll be close. Our next game that we have is Vincent Memorial versus Southwest San Diego. The Scots, the Raiders. Say it for me, Tommy. The Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, What do you see here, Tommy? Yeah, it's the first game of the season for Southwest SD. Again, kind of puts me in a tough spot trying to pick this game. I haven't played one yet. We'll just preview it then. I will just preview it as well. I was going to pick it anyway. Uh, Vincent Memorial, I think, is going to win this game. They had a close win over Palo Verde Valley. This will be, I think, will be. you'll see this game again in the Division Five playoffs. But for now, i got Vincent Memorial. Our next game that we have is San Pasqual versus Rancho Bernardo. San Pasqual, a massive appearance, both on offense and defense, in week one of the season versus Sweetwater. Rancho Bernardo looking good despite losing to Madison in week one. So what do you see here, Tommy? Yeah, especially you talk about looking good in the loss. Zeke Payne, the quarterback, looked very strong, I, I, again, in that loss to Madison. Madison's a tough team, though. Jayshon Williams also with a monster game for them as a wide receiver. Sam Pesquale, as you mentioned, breeze by Sweetwater. Mark Santar with a huge game for them on the ground. I like Rancho Bernardo in this one. They impressed me again. Is there such thing as a... Moral victory, probably not, but they had a moral victory, I would say, last week. Definitely can hang with Madison. Means you can probably hang with anybody, so I like RB on the road. We'll put that on the poll. Is there a, such a thing as a moral victory no. in a football game? No. Uh, at SD Prep Insider, is if you want to play along for all of the shows. Only if it results in a championship later in the season. Like, so Ooh, say you lose, say you lose leave the... that as a comment okay. so, yeah, so yeah, that we can start point. that thread. I like that. Uh, Tommy, you got Ramona versus Point. As I put in the rundown, Loms, um, but it's Point Loma is the is the school here. Oh in dang it! I did all my research on Point Loms. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. If you want to <laughs> preview that game, uh, Ramona versus Point Loma, a pair of teams that had solid Week Ones. Uh, we saw Tristan Schaefer and the defense for Point Loma making some big plays, but. Both of these teams 0-1 right now. What do you see? Yeah, as you mentioned, both teams coming off tough losses. Point Loma, I already talked about them playing El Camino. Ramona gave up over 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing against Olympian. They need to tighten that up. I think Point Loma is going to win this game, albeit on a tough road trip to Ramona. Always hard to go all the way out there and play a game, especially coming from Point Loma. I don't know what the traffic's going to be like on a Friday. I can't imagine it'll be good, but I got the pointers in this one. Our next game that we have is Westview versus Oceanside. Who do you got there? Kavika two over the strong start to his 2019 season for Oceanside. 200, oh, sorry, 122. I was almost going to give you that 200, Kavika, but I can't do that. I'm sorry to read it correctly. 122 yards and two touchdowns last week against San Clemente. San Clemente, a good team. They didn't come out with the win, but having a good ground game against a, a, a strong program like San Clemente, a team that's always very good is a good sign. Westview beat RBV 21 to nothing. I do like Oceanside in this one. I think it'll be close. I think probably one or two possessions in this game. West Hills versus Valhalla, a pair of teams that surprised with how well they performed in week one, including Keegan Baker um, looking Oof. like Jerome Bettis in week one, uh, going nuts on the ground. What do you see out of this matchup out in the East County? You mentioned Keegan Baker. He looked like, have you ever played the, have you played the new Madden where there's that kind of glitch sometimes where like the player just can't get tackled I'm really for some reason? I'm glad that you didn't go Bo Jackson and Tech no, Bowl and no, no. show so, your age. Nah, the new Madden. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, some, that, yeah, some random glitch. That's 
what he looked like last week, just bouncing off of University City Defenders, 271 rushing yards and five touchdowns for the kid. And I I don't have a yards after contact stat, but I bet of that 271, it was probably 271. (laughs) It was an unreal day for him. (laughs) I expect more of the same out of him. West Hills and also run heavy offense. So expect this to be a very quick game. If you're, if you're looking at length of time, I think we're going to, I mean, this, this thing's going to be over the second it starts. But talk about passing game a little bit for West Hills. So the Klingerman brothers, the twins, both had receiving touchdowns last week for West Hills. We'll put it on the poll. Does Keegan Baker live for yards after contact <laughs> uh, at SD Prep Insider or for all the polls on Twitter and Instagram? Um, if you're looking for them on Facebook, tough luck. Uh, Tommy, LCC versus Vista. We saw Vista with a big week one. Vista, we apologize for my clerical error in terms of not including you in last week's show. Still figuring out how to use Scorebook Live. Um, I'll take it up with Bodie and Connor after the show. Um, LCC with Cathedral, like you don't right. know what you're like. What what does losing to Cathedral really mean? It means you're not as good as one of the top three teams in the southern half of the state. Like, okay, great. So, what do you take away from the, in this matchup? Yeah, LCC. You mentioned the tough loss to Cathedral. It, it's neither here nor there. The Cathedral has been circling that game on their calendar since last year week one because they wanted to get vengeance uh, for the for the loss last year they got it congratulations Vista with a big win over St. Margaret's if you're not they're from a southern section if you're not familiar with them it's kind of similar to the Bishop School up he, uh, down here excuse me smaller roster size but good players yeah yeah being at that game last week Vista looked really impressive they they ran the ball as they as they needed eight total rushing touchdowns and um, kind of moved the ball whenever they needed against a St. Margaret's team that had some big kids, maybe a smaller roster as a private school, but still a talented team. Yeah, and I'll just mention the stats really quickly. The three-headed monster of Des Tua, David Flores, and Brian Kelly for Tua. He had three touchdowns and 159 yards. He also had, I believe, a punt return for a touchdown, so nine total touchdowns for him. For Flores, it was nine carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Not bad for a fullback. And Brian Kelly, 105 yards and a touchdown. So... Hint, hint, they might run the ball a lot this week. Our last game from this block, because I am just very mediocre to be the show producer, is UC versus Bishops. Uh, Tommy is going to start talking, but we're going to mute his mic because he is uh, an absolute Oh, actually, homer. My, my food delivery is here, uh, so I got to yeah, run. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 someone yeah, else, yeah. Someone else picked um, this one up. He's going to be an absolute homer for that one. I am going to turn off my mic because of... My personal involvement with the Bishop's program and my belief that, well, I, I, I have to outwardly support Cole Simons as a wonderful coach and Danny Mitchell as a great person, and they're all wonderful people. I, I Look, it's, it's hard watching your alma mater lose at home, so I'm going to back out of commenting on this one. Noah, you're giving me the the nah. nah. So uh, I guess that leaves, uh, Bodie, you're what, microphone two or th- you're two or three? Um, we're just going to turn off every microphone other than Andy's and uh, go ahead, preview this game. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of these teams in person last week, but obviously Valhalla uh, put it on uh, University City. They they ran well, as Tommy said earlier. Uh, Bishops got a win over La Jolla. Uh, Buckner was not sharp yet, but that's expected. I mean, coming back from ACL, missing a year, but uh, I would expect that, that he'll regain uh, some confidence and um, find some receivers in week two. And I, I expect Bishops to win this game. All righty. We'll be back in just a second. Uh, no, yeah. No. Yeah. 
What do you got? What do you got first? What do you got first? Uh, well, I think Bishop's gonna win the game. Uh, their defense force. Oh, you jerk! You just had to pile on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I th- I think they're gonna win the game. I think their defense is gonna make a lot of plays. Obviously, they have a really good quarterback who's gonna make some highlights and um, they're gonna did, come out wait, on top. Tommy, did you actually order food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use the, you, use the main studio exit. Um, all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna go judge Tommy for whatever he ordered for food, and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to San Diego Prep Insider Football Preview Show Week Two. We'll be back with you guys in just a second. Welcome back to San Diego Prep Insiders High School Football Show for week two of CIF Sports. Uh, I am Christian Pedersen. No Laxina. Bodie De Silva. And the empty microphone uh, is, is the I order food during the show. Looks like you ordered a lot, food. too. What'd you get? What'd you get? No, it's a radio show. <laughs> Just tell them. Tell us what the goods are. Oh, he got. he's healthy or whatever. It's a salad. Top salad, but it's like a build your own, so it's got some extra stuff in there. Where did you where did you Uber eat uh, that's it? You Uber eats the Cobb salad? <laughs> hey man. Where'd you Uber Stacked. eat the where where where's Stacked. Riyadh. It's from Stacked? I've never even heard of that. We're putting it on the poll. Do you Ooh, judge somebody? I've been there and I like it. Ha! How much was it? For uh, that for that one Cobb salad. It was like it'll fill you up a little bit. It was too expensive. Okay. <laughs> so tip don't uber eats unless you're gonna get your money's worth but how rude would it be if i just started eating right now not at all that'd be not hilarious. at all okay here we go check that out i mean uh, uh noah ate a cookie earlier in the show yeah <laughs> it was good too i'm not gonna lie I, where'd you get that are those homemade no it says vons on the side <laughs> of the box <laughs> that's how my mom makes cookies though <laughs> she goes to the store and buys them and then she, they, these are home these are from home so they're homemade she tells me. I like that. I like that. All right. Should we talk about a little bit of football? Because that's, uh, that's the one thing that we can rely on. Please supply the listeners that with. That sounds good. All right. Another block of games to talk about. We'll start with Valley Center and Otai Ranch. Otai with the big home win. Uh, Tommy, I am going to turn your microphone just no down a, a little lettuce. bit. <laughs> the iceberg lettuce, the croutons. That's a disaster when it happened no on, on this show. No croutons. Yeah, Tommy doesn't do carbs, man. Look at his arms. Um <laughs> So Otay Ranch gets a big win at home versus San Marcos to open up the season. Valley Center uh, hangs in with a Mount Carmel team that I think is very, very underratedly good. So uh, what do we see here? Yeah, so Otay Ranch had a very impressive win last week against uh, San Marcos. Ethan Knight, um, he's their best playmaker, Otay Ranches, and um, I really think he's going to wake up a lot of people this season. Ethan Knight's going to be the name to remember uh, going forward. Um, Albert Medina for Otai Ranch. He also had 10 tackles and a sack, so that Otai defense is really stiff. They're tough. Valley Center has a quarterback, uh, Frank Stilley. He had three rushing touchdowns, so he's a dual threat. Look for him to try to make some plays against this tough Otai defense. If o- if Otai was playing at Valley Center, I feel like it would be a tougher game for them, but since they're at home, I think they're going to build on that success. 
Our next game, Granite Hills versus Mount Carmel. Granite Hills ends up in week one, coming out with a last-minute win on the road at Poway in impressive fashion, kind of silencing the questions about how hard graduation had hit them. And then uh, Mount Carmel, like I was just saying in the game beforehand, uh, they back. They back in Definitely. a big Shout out to the Red Sea. Way. The Red Sea is rolling. Uh, One of my favorite so crowds. Granite Hills, Mount Carmel. Give us a little preview here. Uh, so Granite Hills, uh, like we said before, they played a tough power team. Um, Justice McComb, he uh, ran for a touchdown and threw for a touchdown. Uh, for Mount Carmel, Ty Virgin was the uh, leading back for the game, and he also had a fumble recovery, so he was play- making plays on both sides of the ball. Um, uh, Mount Carmel, even though they started off strong, I feel like they're going to take a loss to Granite Hills. Not not because they're not a, a good team, but just because Granite Hills, um, that Poway win, I think, is was going to set the set the bar high for the rest of the season. I think they're going to meet expectations. I got Granite Hills. Our next game is Parker versus SFC. Um, Parker with a close loss at home, so they are 0-1 right now. Santa Fe Christian with a Exciting win week one. So they're 1-0. and uh, Another small school matchup. A uh, couple teams still trying to figure out who they are fully this season. What do you got here? Um, for Santa Fe Christian, uh, one of the questions we had last week on this show was talking about their depth and who they have um, after losing kids to graduation. Well, they answered that week one. Blake Weeks, he had 100 yards rushing. And then Stephon Britton, he had 130 yards rushing. So that dynamic duo of them two, I think are gonna they're going to run wild again. Um, Parker, they had a tough loss against um, El Cajon, 7-13, and I don't think it's going to get easier. So, um, yeah, good luck, Parker. I would disagree with you on the Parker one. I think that, that like, like, I said it about a couple of teams last year, classical included, that when, when you lose that one guy who's your identity, it takes real-time football. Like, you, you can't just go through and practice and say, okay, here's our new plan for this season. Like, it takes the it's third and eight and you need to call up something that works. Everyone looks around. We figure out who the new playmakers are and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm not going to hit the panic button uh, if I'm Parker yet this season. Next game is El Cajon Valley versus Hoover. El Cajon Valley 1-0, and Hoover 0-1. This game, um, a very interesting opportunity for El Cajon Valley to go up to 2-0 and and take a little bit of a momentum and control some of the narrative early in the season. Hoover... Their new coaching staff looking for their first win in week two. Uh, yeah, like you said before, El Cajon, they won a very close game. And when you win a very close game, uh, the team morale is very high. And um, like I said, they have an opportunity to go 2-0. And I think they will. Um, Hoover, they're struggling. But they're, they're still trying to, you know, figure it out. And I think against El Cajon, it won't be the week for them. Our next game is Coronado versus Classical Academy. Coronado coming out huge in week one, um, a 42-point affair versus Maranatha at home. Coronado uh, is, again, at home versus Classical. Like, we saw between Ash Bibby's and, and everything on that deep, like, this team looking very good. I'm incredibly versed and uh, leaning toward them because we did the grind with them. Episode two of The Grind is going to be out by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, so go check it out. Uh, and Classical Academy is, is a, a, like a one-point loss to, to a good Mar Vista team in week one. Like That's not a, that's the closest thing you can say, like Noah was saying, to a moral victory, uh, as long as you write the ship at the end of the year. Like, this is going to be a really good game. This is going to come down to tempo. This is going to come down to 
who can score first, score second, get in a little bit of the driver's seat type of thing. It's, it's going to be a, a game decided in the second half. Uh, our next game, Chula Vista versus Mount Miguel. Chula Vista and Mount Miguel both looking uh, to break away from the narrative the last couple of years and, and, and right the ship this year. Week two, what do you guys, what, what does anyone see here? Um, yeah, so um, Chula Vista had a very, uh, they had a tough loss last week against um, La Jolla Country Day. And um, this week, I look for them to bounce back. I think this game's going to be really close. Uh, Mount Miguel also didn't start the way they wanted to. Um, I think there are a little bit more higher expectations on how they would start the season. So both teams looking to prove themselves. Um, this game's going to come down to the wire, but I think um, Chula, they might pull this one out. Our next game to talk about is Sarah versus Santana. Sarah looking for their first score of the year. you got to assume that they're going to fix everything that was wrong last week and come for vengeance this week. Santana, big points on the board uh, week one versus uh, Mountain Empire. Uh, give, give us a little insight here. Yeah, so first, Santana had a really good game last week. Uh, they looked very impressive. Um, they ran the ball really well. They had 216 yards as a team rushing, and I feel like they're going to continue that against Sarah. Sarah... Um, they had a tough time moving the ball last week, and I feel like um, against a really fast uh, Santana defense, um, they're going to struggle again. I got Santana. And last year, fun fact, last year this game came down to the wire. It was 24-22. Sarah missed a last-second field goal. So there's a lot of – I know that's brewing up. I know both teams have been uh, had this game circle on the calendar, but I just still think uh, Santana's going to win again this year. All right, our next game, Suhai versus Fallbrook. Noah, give us a little insight here. Um, Suhai and Fallbrook. So two teams uh, trying to get out to a really good start here. Um, this These early games mean a lot to them because it really sets the momentum for the rest of the season, especially when you haven't really had as much success these last couple of years. So these games are really important. I got Suhai. Shout out Suhai. For our next game, we go over to Cobb Salad. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> <laughs> La Jolla Country Day is your alma mater. And uh, one of the reoccurring themes is that we, we we let us talk about our own schools. I got to talk about La Jolla. Yeah. Noah gets to talk about Olympian. Bodie, despite being a Massachusetts native, uh, somehow gets winds up talking about Tory Pines because I'm assuming they recruited you from back there. Yeah, like back they when I was about three or four. Well, they saw the writing <laughs> on the wall. They they went to the preschool. Like that, I'm assuming that's how widespread of a net they go for great students. Real um, quick, did you guys see the video on Twitter of Leonard Fournette's kid? He's about four years old. He maybe like three foot forty pounds. And he's bench. He probably got offered after that video. He ran full <laughs> speed. It was like, first of all, it's kind of inappropriate. Ten yards away from each other. About two five-year-old kids. Ten yards away from each other running full speed. And Leonard Fournette, just kid, just destroys the other kid. I think he's going to get yeah, Nick Saban's going to call him. Yeah. But shout out Leonard Fournette's kid. He's a beast. All right, my bad. That was a little, a little something. Well, I, Blake Kevin already it. offered him, probably. <laughs> Seriously. All right, so Tommy, give us a little insight about La Jolla. La Jolla country days game that they have this week yeah so it's gonna be a tough one to to judge because they're playing a team from mexico and by the way country day they've played teams from canada mexico hawaii they'll, they'll play teams from all over the place don't know much about the opponent i do know a little bit about country day though they look very good in their week one win over chula they had an off year last year but i think this is going to be one of those years where they kind of bounce back i think they'll probably be, be as good as they were a couple years ago and the year before that where they're one of the stronger teams in the division so look for, look for them to have a pretty decent season. Um, you know, not expecting the world out of them, but I think definitely, definitely better results than last year. And 
again, going back to kind of the form they were at a couple years ago. Seems like that Cobb salad isn't entirely agreeing with you on the way down. You need some water? You good? I have water. All right, good. Just make sure. Okay. Was that bourbon? Was wrong. I I just, it, it just seemed. It just seemed like you know you. It seems like you weren't prepared for me to go to you. I felt like you might have just still been digesting a little bit. I apologize for the no, bad that's fine. I, I, on my part. No, I mean, I just, um, yeah, I just know nothing about the team from Mexico. Just flat well, and, and Card- about, you know, like, There's nothing I can tell you. Well, well, no Card- Cardenas federal, federal Prep, I saw they, them They last played Bishops year. a couple times. Yeah, I saw them last year against Bishops, and it's a team that, you know, high school football is high school football. You know, there is high school football other than in Texas in the South. Like you get a fair sample size of any school that's good, they'll they'll play you tough. What I saw against Bishops the last couple of years is they are a very disciplined team that you gotta you gotta play your best game to beat them. You're not gonna get offsides, false start. Like you're not they're not gonna beat themselves. You gotta beat them with your best game versus their best game. Uh, one last block of games, guys. Let's just kind of shotgun through these collectively all together. Sound good? Yep. Bodie, um, any insight you can give us into the last 41 minutes of stats you've been looking up? Let's uh, do it. As I get back to that page. Well, no, that was just like a, <laughs> like we, you have spent 41 minutes. What are you minutes, doing over there? <laughs> yeah, you have spent 41 minutes intently staring at a computer screen, and you don't have any jobs here other than being an on-air analyst. You're not a, uh, you're not a data logger. You're not a, uh, an audio editor. You're not doing any of that kind of stuff. So I'm just curious. Any actual stats you want to share with the people before we go forward? Yeah, not a ton of sacks in week one, it looked like to me. Um, I think more interceptions, which that's kind of how the game's changed in terms of teams throwing the ball more. Uh, that's been the biggest thing I've picked up on. But uh, as we go through, I will I will highlight some guys that, that stood out. Fair enough. Our uh, last block of games starts with Mountain Empire versus Castle Park. Castle Park with a big win. Last week, shout out to their new coaching staff starting out uh, their time there at, uh, with a win. Mountain Empire looking for a bounce back versus the game in Santana. Any notes from anybody uh, before we move on to the next game? I do have notes on this, but it's not loading. It's frustrating to me. Well, that what I get for, that's what I get for eating. Deal. That's, yeah. Our next game, San Ysidro versus Benita Vista. Benita Vista, I mean, like, mad respect for being willing to schedule Saints. Like, that, that's awesome. Good for them. Like, like anybody short of an open division opponent scheduling Saints in week one, and you tip your hat and you go, hell yeah, you got balls. This is going to be um, bizarre for them. And again, not to offend anyone, but they go from playing arguably one of the best teams in the county to a team that's a Division Five team. That is a crazy discrepancy in the team you're playing against. So, you know, it's going to be a tough one for um, those guys at St. Cedro, but, you know. It, well, that is a weird schedule. Yeah, but shout out though to Coach Aguan at San Ysidro for what we saw. I mean, what I saw out of, of, of San Ysidro in Week One was that the writing is on the wall that that program is moving at light speed in the right direction. That was not a blowout loss or any way, shape, or form that it could have been because Mission Bay has the skill, position, depth to move the ball very well this year. Uh, but you know, San Ysidro, they're. They might end up being the best five and five team in the county at the end of the year. They might be a team that struggles with executing some of the game winning drives, but when you really look at it, if, when we get into the playoffs, they get it all together at the end of the season. And, and this is a good that game, like we talked about moral victories early. Is there such a thing? This one, maybe. I mean, you, if you can play with these bigger boys and prove to yourself that you can do it when you play the schools that are you know in your division or in your league, you're going to be good to go. Our next game is a non or a cross section game that I forgot to put in the uh, the first part of this because, like I've said, I'm, I, I, well, I should not have been picked to be the producer for this show <laughs> at times. 
but Army Navy Academy is hosting Hamilton. Um, Army Navy Academy, obviously the San Diego team in here, so uh, we have the best of wishes and intent and luck for them. Any insight, Tommy? You got you. You seem, you seem really so. so do you want to double back to your Mountain Empire Castle Park notes, or do you want to just hit us with uh, Hamilton Army Navy? No, nope, it's gone. Sorry, um, we're gonna go with Hamilton and Army Navy. It's the first game for both teams. Army Navy's game against Claremont was canceled. There's play last week. According to what what I've researched, that game was canceled. Hamilton lost to Escondido Charter last year. That's all I know about him. So factor that in army navy should be able to come out with a win unless hamilton got some crazy kid that is not on the roster that was like some kind of kind of like spike from a uh, little giants is that or is that reference gonna so lin manuel miranda's not playing yeah exactly so so barring that that happening uh, i think army navy's gonna come out with a win in this one borrego versus warner is our next game um pair of teams that uh tommy morris seems like he has the Biggest, weirdest grin I've ever seen in his life. On So, Tommy, I'll let you take this one again. This is going to be an all-grit game. There are 13, all 13 names on both rosters. 13 kids. Combined between the two rosters? That would be impossible. But, <laughs> no, yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be five subs for each team going into this game. So, I, I love it because you hear nowadays kids complaining about having played both ways. and Oh, I'm tired of offense, tired of defense. Not in this one. Everyone's going to be playing all three phases of the game. I love it. Just so you know, Tommy, early results back 100% yes. You judge your buddy who orders a Cobb salad on Uber Eats. Oh, that was a thing? Um, <laughs> yes, that was a poll. Uh, judge next, him positively, probably. Our next game uh, <laughs> is uh, Calipatria versus Palo Verde Valley. Tommy, what do you got on that one? Because you seem like you got, like, these games are right in your wheelhouse. They are. I love the small schools. Cal, Palo, or sorry, Calpatria. Calapalaverde. Calapalaverde. <laughs> Calpatria shut up by Tri-City last week. A decent Tri-City team, so not too much to worry about there. Palo Verde with a loss to Vincent Memorial. I talked about them earlier. Pretty good squad there. Two, Palo Verde has a ton of seniors, so I like them here on the road. And our final game to round out all the games in San Diego County in week two of the CIF section, San Pasquale Academy versus St. Joseph's. Bodie, I'm assuming you've been researching for almost 90 minutes now on this game, or are we letting Tommy uh, do it? Uh, second to last game, because apparently I have missed a game in every block so far. Uh, no one ever said I was literate. Uh, He's still Tom, great. He's great. Tommy, San Pasquale Academy versus St. Joseph's, and then we'll get to the other one. San Pasquale, normally a good team in the, the uh, eight-man division, so I'm going to go with them here. All right, our last game is O'Farrell uh, versus Tri-City Christian. Tri-City Christian in a new league this year, looking to pick up early season wins and help uh, write the narrative a little bit there. O'Farrell, like we said, you cannot judge a program necessarily until it's been in existence for four years. But you know what? They put up a fight last week. Looked good. Yeah, I mean, last week they, they scored against Castle Park. They scored against Castle Park last year, too. Those are the first points in the program. So, you know, they, they're looking to build on that. Tri-City beat uh, Calipat, as I mentioned. The transfer from Oceanside, Jason Maggio, had 26 carries, 184 yards, and four touchdowns in that win. Oh get used to that kid because you're going to be carrying the ball a lot this year. Very good player. And he's I'm going to isolate that sound from Noah. Go, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's hey. like a Noah Lycina game there. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage. All right, guys. Closing notes from everybody uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Noah? Um, I, d I just like the way that uh, the talent has stepped up in San Diego. Every year we use uh, we lose guys to graduation, but every year the next year guys step up, and um, there's not going to be no loss of excitement. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. 
Yeah, two games we previewed. I will be at the Lincoln-El Camino game this Friday. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, El Camino had a big comeback win at Point Loma last week, and we know what Lincoln has offensively. So I'm interested to see how they um, can defend the pass because we know Lincoln has the guys out there that can go and catch it. I sleep on college styles are pretty good. I sleep on those. Naked room. Balsamic Yes, because you're because that's disgusting radio. Chewing into the microphone is. Yeah, I, let's let's go with that. I accidentally turned. Oh, what do you also want for football fans, the Honor Bowl this Saturday at Cathedral. Three great games, not just the one that San Diego has a team involved. Uh, Saint Joseph Regional from uh, New Jersey's coming out, uh, as well as Jay Sarris coming down from L.A., uh, Notre Dame from Sherman Oaks, and then Desert Vista from Phoenix. So three great great games, even though it is College Football Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> we're not a college football show yet. We might. We, we might just be we might just be, be reformed as a college football. Some player. of those teams you mentioned are basically college teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just um, I'll, I'll close with this: uh, that um, keep sending in your stuff, send in clips. We'll post whatever the heck we can um, as much as we can. I thank you guys for your continued support through all of this, and uh, just just like look, right now we're two weeks into this. I get it that some of some people want to hear in depth, you know, that win was against a, a this caliber of opponent. Like right now we're trying to provide everybody with just about the same amount of time, same amount of coverage as we get closer to the to the middle and end of the season. Yes. A, an 8 and 0 team versus a 7 and 1 team for a league championship will condone more discussion in a longer form, but right now nothing is a slight intended at anybody or anything this is us sitting here doing almost two hours of high school football basically uninterrupted when we say we're taking a commercial break we're literally just standing up for 10 seconds to stretch our legs and get some water so or cops we're, out. we're trying a new digital product for you we're trying to figure out the best way to get this all done so it's not you know five i'm not bugging these guys for five hours of their time um but leave us your feedback I and mean, we're hearing from some of you guys about what you do and don't want uh, send us your scores, your uh, all that kind of stuff. I'll I'll be doing another recap show uh, with everybody that's able to join us. Noah, Bodie, Tommy, open invitation for all of you guys. Uh, Maffy, SDFNL. I met the I met the SD Football Network guy finally. Um, no, yeah, he exists. You you didn't listen to the show, did you? Just because you're you're like you're on it, you're not going to listen to I it. I did. No, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, he's a real he's a real dude. Happy New Year, by the way. Um, see, oh yeah, see, remember. I said that. Yes, I remember. I recorded the interview with you. You look like me. Me look like you. I thought it was a phone interview with SC Football Network guy. Yes, but I met him, though. Okay, what I'm saying is you could have, in theory, never met him. That's not a far-fetched. You th- oh, so you think that I got, like, I like got... DM'd him and got his number, and then that... You think that I got, like, like, like I just... I just talked to a random, like, machine, maybe? Maybe it was a robocall. Maybe he actually isn't a real person. Maybe, who knows? Who knows? Um, what if it was me? Then you have a lot of talent dump, dump, dump. About, about changing your voice that I did not expect you to have. Um, we, we can do an accent off. Let's see. He didn't have an accent. He just sounded different than... than like than, that? Like, now I'm talking like this. Sure. That's exactly what ah. <laughs> Got him. Got us. Got right, him. Uh, we'll leave you. Tricky. We'll leave you on that note. We'll let Tommy go finish his salad. Um, thank you very it. much to everybody for tuning in. Happy to- birthday, Dad. 
again. Hell yeah. Happy, happy birthday, Mr. Noah. Uh, happy birthday, everybody. Mr. Noah, <laughs> make sure you take your uh, media credential with you this time. Yeah. Uh, we gave it to you on the last show. We I was like, I got it. And I left. <laughs> give it to you on this show. I was show. hungry. Uh, everyone, hit us up with where you can find us on Twitter or where you can find yourselves on Twitter. Uh, Noah underscore Lax 2017. At SD Preps. At Real Tommy Morris. SD Preps also works for Scorebook Live at uh, SB Live CA. Correct. Um, for all their great stuff. That's the source we use for all of our information. I am Mr. CPED, but if you DM that account, lights are on, but no one's home. Send it to the SD Prep Insider account. Yeah. That's where I live. I literally, I wake up four times a night to Tommy's 3 a.m. text messages just so I can check that. Look, we love high school football. We love high school sports. No comment. Everything here in the CIS. So you're just, you just don't ever sleep, man. Uh, folks, we will see you out at a game. Talk to you soon.